Hey you, I'm Ricky, and you're listening to a Paranormal Chicks. Welcome to our Creepster family. Enjoy! Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings, 12. Sinister Sightings is so hard to say. It really is. Like, legit every episode, I'm like, Sinister Sightings. Sinister Sightings. You know? <laughs> like, I have to think about it when I say it. Yeah. Don't nope. let me think of names, okay? Mm-hmm. A Paranormal Chicks thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Nobody Don't got it. it. <laughs> sinister Sightings is a fucking tongue twister. What do I do around here? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just behind the curtain over here. Pulling on strings, doing all the shit. Yeah, don't mind me over here. I just sit here. (laughs) Well, because you have a day job that's not in front of a computer. Yeah. And a weekend job sometimes. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? What? They just got to hear Ricky. Oh, yeah. And she sounds so good. Mm -hmm. Like, she needs... You need a podcast and... Because your voice is on point. Like ASMR podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So soothing. A little sexy. Ow, ow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of podcast you want, but I'm sure there's something out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to, like we say, every Sinister Sightings, if you want to be at the beginning of the episode and you introducing us, go over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. And check out the tiers and see what you want to do. Mm-hmm. What's behind door number one? What's behind door number two? I don't know. Have to find out. T-H. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not it at all. <laughs> also. Yes. Y'all can't see this, but I've about said something twice. <laughs> and she will say something at the same time. But, like... I, like, breathe in, and my arms go up, <laughs> and then she says something. So if you hear something weird in the background that Will can't take out, it's me breathing all the air in, in from the, the room. fucking room, like, going to say something, and then got to let it out, deflate my balloon. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't have a clue what I was going to say. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I did my arm up like, Argon. Wait, what? Argon? (laughs) Arg. Wait. Like a sword. No, you kind of did it like, tally ho. That's kind of how you did it. (laughs) And then I pointed at you. Oh, my God, go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you have to say? I was just going to say, these are my favorite fucking episodes. I'm so pumped. You also say that every time. Oh. <laughs> well, it's that's okay. probably why I was trying to say it every time because it's like, here's my script. Let me say it. <laughs> no, but it mine too. So keep the stories coming because we freaking love them. And they don't have to be ghost stories. Like, not everybody has encounters. <laughs> what? You're like, they don't all have to be ghost stories. No, okay? no, no. That's like, not. you need to go kill someone and tell me about it. I'm going to take my toy and I'm going to go home, okay? Oh, I thought you were talking about a vibrator when you said toy. No. That's normally your toy. It is. <laughs> oh, my God. Today to a coworker, because there's like 18 million people in my office pregnant right now. And she said, 
you're not drinking the water, are you, Carrie? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I got an IUD and, well, my bullet. (laughs) She was like, dead. She was like, not expecting that (laughs) at all. That is not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, too far? Probably too far. Oh, shit. Just the tip. I mean, do you need more when it vibrates? (laughs) It's not the size of the ship. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> they both matter. Okay, moving on. Whew. Keep sending us your stories. Check out Patreon. Keep sending us your stories. They don't have to be ghost stories, okay? <laughs> no. But um, seriously, they don't have to be ghost stories. But, I mean, Obvi, we love them. Like, keep mm-hmm. sending the ghost stories, too. But if you're like, oh, do I have anything to send them? I don't have any ghost encounters, and I don't want a ghost encounter. Right. It can be... Something from your town. It can, you know, whatever. You know the drill. We're not the only people that do this. You know the drill. But we're the ones who matter, right? Because we want to read them. Absolutely. <laughs> we want to butcher them while we read them. Mm-hmm. Okay. We put the true crime up in this podcast. When we butcher them, get it? <laughs> but <Ba-da-tsh. sighs> Okay. That was bad. In my head, it came up that my jokes are like a murder board you got to connect it with the, like, red string mm-hmm. to get it. Because that's how your brain works. Yes. <laughs> okay. 24 years later. Are you ready, Freddie? Don't say his name again, but go ahead. So, this one doesn't have a subject. Because they sent it from our email. I mean, no, they didn't. They sent it from our website. Ooh. Yeah, because you can do that in case you forget our email address. Okay. She says, I just wanted to tell y'all a quick little story. When I was 17, I drove my friend and her boyfriend to an old mansion in New Jersey. It's called Skyland Manor. We drove up there at night. You have to drive way down a totally dark wooded road till you get to the main gate. At the gate are two huge concrete eagles, one on each side of the gateway. We were going to make my friend's boyfriend get out first, and we were going to drive off to freak him out. Stupid kid stuff. That is, no. First of all, that is my biggest fear in life. I have to tell Donna and Tiffany all the fucking time, do not pull off and leave me as a joke, because that will send me into a fucking panic attack. Um, She doesn't tell us. She says, y'all aren't going to leave me, right? Y'all aren't going to leave me, right? And you know what that does to me? Makes Donna want to fucking leave me. It's like, I'm like, no, we wouldn't pull off to me. No, it legit will send me in a panic attack. Yes. I don't, like, like 100% in, like, I can't do you it. You can't complete I can't even, sentence. Yeah, because yes. it freaks me out. Okay, so anyway. Drive off to freak him out. Stupid kid stuff, she said. But when we were letting him out, the high beams on my car kept going on and off. It was my car and I was driving, so I know this really happened. Scared the crap out of us. I turned us around and got out of there. Fast forward, I took my daughter up there when she was like 27 years old to tell her the whole story. My daughter likes spooky things, but is extremely logical and kind of just rolled her eyes at me. Your daughter is Carrie. Uh Uh-huh. So this place is huge, and down the road from the main gate is a really old stone church that I'm pretty sure is never used for anything. There was no one in the area at all, just us. So we were walking around the church. It has some old... Stone fountains with a few open holes so you can look in. We were joking around and my daughter was taking pictures and had walked down the hill a bit. I whistled in one of the holes and laughing and someone or something whistled back. Uh Uh-uh. It was clear as day and loud enough for my daughter to hear it from where she was. Mm Mm-mm. 
uh-uh. I yelled at her, did you hear that? She said, yes, and I think we should go now. My old ass never moves so fast, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> my daughter totally believed me now about what happened when I was a kid. We still talk about it, and my daughter was the one who said, I should share this with you. Thought you might enjoy Lisa. BTW, Skyland Manor is not reported haunted, but Ringwood Manor down the road is supposed to be haunted. So I'm thinking there are many ghost stories in that general area. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out for an episode. Mm, holy crap. Thank you so much, Lisa. Like, I can just see you just like, boop, 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 boop. Hello, hello. And then you hear it like, hello, hello. Echo, echo. Uh-uh. <laughs> Fuck. No. This reminds me, Teresa, Creep Mom, last night at the watch party, she asked me if I had seen this video of this kid. He's home alone, and he is saying that he hears someone upstairs. He, like, stayed back to go to a friend's house afterwards. So he said, hold on. If you're here and you're going to kill me, clap your hands. And it goes... Oh, my like, gosh. Oh, shit. But, I mean, he doesn't say shit. But runs down. He's like, it was like Blair Witch style. Yeah. But it cuts off so you don't know what happened. And so she posted it in our Facebook group. Uh-huh. And Andy said that she read that his it was his uncle playing a joke on her. I mean, on him. But then today she said, uh, no, whoever said that recounted and said. Recanted. Oh. <laughs> They recounted the vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why did it have to go to count? You know I'm bad at math, so. I don't know. Okay. Apparently. Recanted, yes. And was like, that was a joke. So <gasps> we don't know what happened to him. So it was real? I mean, like, I mean, it's it's fake, but, fake like, but real. Oh, dang. Well. But that- it's just so funny. Like, you know, like a little shithead uh-huh. thinking, if you're. Like, I can't remember what he said, but, like, if you're going to kill me, clap your hands. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, bump, bump. Damn. Oh, shit. Well, that was a good story, Lisa. Thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah. Whistling? Uh-uh. Wasn't that a let's not meet? Mm-hmm. And that is the worst one to me because it's so scary. Like, I remember the episode, but I don't remember remember. Because I've listened to all of them. Girl, me too. Some more than once. It was just a random whistler in the forest when he was younger. That's right. And and it it followed him. That's right. That's right. Okay, go ahead. Your turn. This story is one that was told by my mother's friend. There's this tree in the outskirts of town in the middle of an empty field in my aunt's hometown. We refer to everyone who is close to our mother's age as aunt. Mm, We do that too. Yeah. Rumor has it that there was a body that was buried under the tree long ago. My aunt didn't go into detail about the death or the identity of the person buried there. But one day my aunt and her brother were doing some ratchet shit that they weren't supposed to be doing. And her brother decided to go fuck with the tree and dig around the dirt to see if there was actually a body there. Why would you do that? Right? Mm-mm. Well, guess what? He found the skull. <gasps> My aunt pleaded with him to stop and to go home, but as you know, older brothers don't give a shit. And do you know what his little trifling ass did? <laughs> if she says that he put that skull on a stick? Mm-mm. Worse. Oh, God. He pissed on the skull and all over the tree. 
So the minute he started peeing, they heard thunder booming out of nowhere. What the fuck? The fuck? It ain't even supposed to rain during the dry season, they both thought. Well, the next thing you know, the sky grew gray and a strong gust of wind blew around the tree. Then seconds later, out of nowhere, it began to rain cats and dogs. And in parentheses, she said, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My aunt's brother just whipped his dick up and ran for the hills, leaving my aunt behind trying to catch up, shouting, every man for himself. Damn. Motherfucker. See, I'm glad I didn't have brothers. I'd, I'd be in jail. I mean, shout out, Kenneth. This is something you do. He'd actually fucking tie. He'd like push me down and be like, ha, ha, ha. No, he would never even oh, come close to digging for a skull. Oh, true, true, true. No, I'd be like, let's go out here, do it, and then. He'd run. Yes. yes. You would do the digging without him knowing what you were yes. doing. <laughs> actually, you called me to come fucking dig it. True. Actually, I'd buy like a $40 skull mm-hmm. to put out there, mm-hmm. spend money on something stupid that mm-hmm. I'll never get money back on. Mm, I can recall a cotton candy maker. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> so if anyone needs a cotton candy maker and, you know, like four tons of cotton candy <laughs> sugar granules... Hit your girl up on Marketplace. (laughs) Her brother gets home, and of course, his mama asked where his sister was. She was right behind me the whole time, mama, he said. My aunt's mother, of course, went to the police and told them what happened after she searched and asked around the market and the village if they had seen my aunt. By that time, my aunt had been missing for three hours already. (gasps) Now, here's the really fucked up part. This is the fucked up part coming? Oh, shit. Lean in close. She didn't say that. I'm saying it to you. Okay, go. My aunt, of course, only being about five or six at that time, ran back under the tree for shelter because she couldn't see in the rain. And the wind kept pushing her back towards the burial site. Holy shit. The policeman and her family arrive at the burial site looking for her. And according to my aunt, her mother was literally right in front of her, only a few inches away, but didn't see her (gasps) and didn't hear her. What? She screamed and screamed until her throat ached. She then grabbed her mother's hand and she saw her mother turn and looked at what had touched her hand, but saw nothing. What? My aunt said that she can remember seeing a hazy-looking figure of a woman standing in the rain as the search party was looking for her. The woman never turned around and never approached her. She just stood there. Eventually, a few hours had passed and my brother and her brother ended up fessing up to his parents and the police about fucking around with the gravesite and pissing on it. My aunt's parents and the police had to call a monk who was skilled in exorcisms and bring him to the site where her brother had to present the spirit with an offering and apologize. (gasps) Typically, like, food and stuff is offered nothing crazy. And I kid you the fuck not, it stopped raining, the wind stopped howling, and the sun came out again. And all was still, and then they saw my aunt in tears sitting right under the tree the whole time. The monk didn't disclose much on what he saw, only to leave the spirit alone. He said he saw a woman in clothes that hadn't been worn since the 17th century. 
and that she had accepted their offering and that the woman had created an illusion that made it seem like nothing was there so no one could find my aunt as punishment for disrupting her burial site. Damn. Anyways, sorry for the long-ass email and numerous grammatical errors. English is a second language, y'all. 143 to the moon and back, Linda. Wow. Whoa. That's fucking scary. That sounds like the Upside Down. Yes. Oh, my God. I like, I don't even, I can't even, like, I can't even respond to it because I don't fucking know. That would be so scary. That also reminds me, this is funny, what I'm about to say, that prank that they pull on people, like on the kids where they're like, I'm going to turn you invisible. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, the whole group's like, oh, where did they go? Mm-hmm. That, and the kids freak out because they're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Nobody you know, can see me, yeah. And they take oh. the picture mm-hmm. before, and then they show, like, take a picture, take a picture. Have you seen this? No. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole fucking big prank. And, like, the kids are like, ooh, I'm invisible, you know. And then when they see that they're not on the picture, they're like, oh, fuck. And they start crying because no one really wants to be invisible. Yeah. Shit. I don't like that. Mm-mm. That is scary. Oh, my God. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. This person wants to remain confidential, so we shall call you Dorothy. Where did we use Dorothy last time? Yeah, I think we used her last time. Sophia? Wait, no. Designing Women. Why are we doing Designing Women? I thought we already ran out of... Oh, yeah. We had Marty Make It Start Waking Our Way Through again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're doing Designing Women since we're through... <laughs> Since we made our way through the Golden Girls mm-hmm. one and a half times. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's, never mind. No, no, no. I like it. Okay. okay. We're going to call this person Charlene. Okay. So Charlene says, darkness fills the halls. Is this Metallica lyrics? Because this feels like Metallica lyrics. Darkness fills the hall we were sitting in and red eyes popped up out of nowhere. I knew who it was and I was the only one who could see him. Or at least that's what I thought. Wait, I should probably back up. My name is something that I would like to keep hidden. I'm 25, live in the middle of a field in New York State, and for as long as I can remember, my life has been controlled by a demon. What? A skirt? A demon named Red. I have written this out several times, never truly finding the right words to say. What are the right words to say when you're trying to describe a demon who has a tendency of forcing people out of your life? This story has a list, a list of people who have either died or who have walked out of my life. I understand that both of those things are normal, but in this case, it's too extreme to be normal. Especially when I know now I am not the only one who has seen him. I hope you're ready. For once you read this, you cannot go back. Oh my God, is this a story I cover? Like, my heart's beating fast. Like, literally, if I had my Fitbit watch on... Okay, Red is not an average demon. He is a manifestation of true fear, and he is with you right now. You're reading his story and telling his secrets. He doesn't like that. But I'm hoping the more people who know his secrets, the less he can hurt those who fall in his path. The list starts with my twin dying before birth. Then me dying after being born during open heart surgery at 13 months old. But I came back, and I believe now my destiny has been intertwined with Red's. That since he couldn't kill me, he can't truly stop me. But he can, however, hurt those I love, in turn hurting me. 
The next was my best friend at four years old. The weekend he died, I asked my father if he could stay with us. My dad said no, leading to my best friend being in the car during his family's fatal crash. I could have saved him, but I was too young to realize I was psychic or at least I was in touch with something paranormal. The next, my father who left. Not much to say other than he was shitty, so that might have just been a normal and a blessing in disguise. I should say, red targets anyone I get close to. Without meaning to, I sometimes try to fill the void of my missing brother, and that is who red goes after, as if I'm destined to be a lonely twin my whole life. Oh my gosh. Next was my sister's fiancé, who was like an older brother, but walked out of my family after seven years. Then my best friend from high school, my best friend from college, both walked out of my life in completely unusual, dramatic ways. Then, Walter, in quotes. This 14-year-old kid who had a shitty home life and who I tried helping. I bought him shoes because the ones he had were from the lost and found of the school his grandma worked at. Quick backstory, Walter has five other siblings, but for some reason, the lack of love and abuse falls on him. Oh, my gosh. It's a truly sad story. He was happy spending time with my family. My mom treated him like her own son, and my sister and my nephew thought of him as family, too. He even became Uncle Walter. Red saw to ending this. Walter, myself, and four others decided it would be a good idea to ghost hunt at my house. Weird stuff goes down whenever I'm around, so everyone knew something would happen. We turned the lights off, lit some candles, and sat down. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Darkness filled the hall where we sat, and I could see glowing red eyes just feet away from us, but I didn't tell anyone. I knew who it was, and for the longest time, I thought it was just in my head. Walter knew about Red, but it was at that moment when he called my name and said, He's standing right there. Yeah, I said. Felt my heart sink deep into my stomach. I knew him seeing Red was a bad omen, and I was terrified of what the future held. I was right. It has been almost two years now since the day after my 24th birthday. The last day I talked to Walter, and I truly believe Red had something to do with it. This kid, who ultimately became like my little brother, or truthfully my own son, was gone. Red knew he couldn't touch or harm me physically, but tearing those I love out of my life hurts more than anything he could do to my body. I was tired. I was tired of seeing him stand in the corner of my room, just a tall hooded figure that looked like a mix between a Dementor and the old Grim Reaper standing in my room, most of the time silent, except for one night. One night, a few weeks after the whole situation with Walter and his family, I woke up. Seeing him standing in the corner, I couldn't do it anymore. I was done. I needed him out of my life. What do you want? I asked. Nothing. Usually when I sat up and looked at him, he would vanish into the dimly lit room, but not this time. He just looked at me. Leave me alone. Get out, I yelled. His hooded head arched back and I could see the glimmer of his glowing red eyes and the most disturbing laugh bellowed out of him. He was taunting me. I flung on the light and he vanished. I wanted him gone, but I didn't know how to vanquish this demon. Night after night, he came back. It became more frequent until one night I woke up and saw him. When our eyes met and he saw I was awake, he flew towards me. Lifting off the ground, this tall hooded creature went flying from my door to the edge of my bed. I didn't have time for anything other than throwing my hands up in defense. He burst into tiny pieces and disintegrated in the air. 
I know this sounds like Piper from Charmed, but it's the truth. Several nights went by and I didn't see Red. I let my guard down because for the first time in my life I thought I was free. I was wrong. I was dreaming I was in my house and I was standing in the front of my bathroom mirror, but it wasn't me. I was trapped inside my body, looking at myself with Red in control, and though I've been scared of him before, I was utterly petrified. That same blood-curdling laugh that I once heard echoed out of me as a freakish grin formed in my own mouth in the reflection of the mirror. Hi, I heard myself say. You're mine, and I'm always in control. I knew it was him speaking through me. At that point, it took everything I had— Every ounce of my being was to say one word, Jesus. I screamed it so forcefully, it woke me up, and I was screaming his name in real life. I sleep with a nightlight on, and when my eyes opened at the name of Jesus, I saw red. He disintegrated as my room filled with light brighter than my nightlight could ever produce, and then everything settled. He was gone, or at least out of the house. It has been months since I've seen him inside the house. I see him pacing outside, his face looking through the windows, but he's not allowed in. Not anymore. Jesus made sure of that. If you're a believer or not, I'm just telling you what happened. There's so much more to say, but there is not enough time to tell you everything that has gone down with Red. But I will tell you, he is very much like the blackout kids. Once you know about his existence, you will see him. The friends who know about him have seen him and can attest to it being true. Now that you know the demon of fear's name, and now that you have said it out loud, he is there with you. Own your fears. Don't let them control you. I'm sorry. I'm so incredibly sorry. Carrie and Donna and all those listening, I wish you luck. P.S. I love you girls and your podcast is literally the best. Creep on creeping it on. Oh my God. My body is like tingling with fear. I really hope that was just a story. Well, holy fucking shit. Someone got me back from the BK, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're all just the fucking pawns and y'all <laughs> chess match. Checkmate, you won. I surrender. White flag. <laughs> Please, God, don't let that be a real story. <sighs> y'all, my body was like, can I compute scared to death? We cut this part out, but I was like, legit, like, should we keep reading this? Right. Holy right. fuck. Mm-mm. Charlene did, did us dirty. Yes. I mean, good story, but <laughs> yeah. you did us fucking dirty. Good story, but uh, on to the next. Okay. Hey, y'all. I have two stories for y'all. One good and one shadow people story. Oh, Lord. Oh, fuck. The good story is first because it happened when I was very young. I don't exactly remember when, but I remember being in a car seat. My mom and my grandmother were in the front seat and we were driving home from something. Clear as day, I remember looking through the back of the car and seeing an angel. It was fiery, but it was so beautiful at the same time. And I said, Mom, look at the angel. Fast forward to when I was around eight years old, I was dead asleep. Keep in mind that I'm a hard sleeper. I slept through a literal earthquake in South Carolina. Anyway, for the past few nights, I've seen a shadow person outside of my window, and I would be terrified because I could see their red eyes. I would be so scared that I would run to sleep with my parents at eight, so of course I was embarrassed, but terror outweighed everything. Fast forward, I was sound asleep, and I woke up to not being able to breathe or move with the figure's hand on my throat 
followed by a harsh growl saying, you'll never forget me. Holy fuck. So call it what you will, and believe it or not, I've always been super sensitive to paranormal things. Love y'all and your show. Keep up all your hard work. You two have the best paranormal podcast around. Creep it real and creep it southern. Caitlin C. Wow. Okay. Also, holy fuck, two stories, red eyes. You didn't put that together, did you? No. Did you see me sit up when you read that? Yes, but no. I wish y'all could see Donna's big eyes right now. Oh my gosh. I know. Also, this is why I can't have kids because, hello, they, I mean, angels, sweet, but. Where there are angels. Mm hmm. On your right shoulder, <laughs> there's a demon on the left. Holding a big thing of Olive Garden breadsticks. I went a big thing of chocolate cake. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> okay, I honestly cannot dwell in this red eye business. Right. Because it's too. Too coincidental, too much happening, like... Yeah. Okay, woo, okay, let's just keep going. Okay. Keep plugging along, no demons allowed. This one is titled, She Gets It From Her Mama. Oh, yeah! Hello, favorite podcasters. Oh, hi! Hope you're having a good day. I've heard it said before, but your humor and banter are seriously the best on some of my darkest days. I apologize in advance if this gets too long. These stories involve my mom, so to protect her privacy, I'll keep our names anonymous. When I was a kid, we found my grandmother's old-as-hell Ouija board in the garage. Oh, fuck. She was born in 1918, so I have no idea how old it actually was. But the board had a dark background unlike the one sold today, and from what I remember, it had a binding like an old book. Mm-mm. Without giving us any detail, my mom told my sister and I that she had a bad experience with one and for us not to play with it, which we, of course, didn't listen to. <laughs> of course. We brought the board with us on a road trip to my aunt's house in Oregon. My sister, two of my aunt's stepkids, and I used the board. My uncle had recently died, so we decided we'd try to contact him. I don't remember if we said hello or followed any of the rules at all. We were very young, but thankfully nothing happened, especially because I doubt we said goodbye either. Years later, I finally asked my mom what happened when she played. This is her story. When my mom was in high school, about 15 or 16, she and her best friend played. When they asked questions, she said the device seemed to move on its own. Both girls seemed pretty surprised and both denied moving it, as they had been touching it extremely light to begin with. My mom asked if she would have a date for an event at school. The planchette spelled out the name of a guy she had been talking to. My mom says she had not even told her best friend about him. It completely freaked my mom out while shocking her pal. It doesn't sound super terrifying, but I would not have wanted to go further either. Um, absolutely not. The thing knew something nobody else did. Uh, yeah, and I don't want them to tell my diary. Mm-mm. My mom has always been interested in the paranormal. When we were growing up, she was always watching Unsolved Mysteries and every other terrifying show that aired on TV. Every year, she would even attend at least one UFO conference, sometimes flying out to different states for them and occasionally bringing my sister and I. If you know who the lone gunmen are from the X-Files... Then you'll know who attended these events. Naturally, growing up in this environment, I went to bed terrified every single night. Come to think of it, I'm still scared at night. What sparked my mom's interest were her experiences starting at a young age. She talked about seeing three lights, 
so I asked her to elaborate. She said, The first time I saw three lights was when I was in my late teens, living at home with my parents. I woke up in the middle of the night. There were three very small round lights. They were on the wall on the other side of my room. Remember, this is her mom telling us. They were moving slightly, sort of hovering. My curtains were closed, but I got up and looked out my window. There was nothing there, so I closed my curtains back and crouched down watching them. For some reason, I was afraid to touch the wall. After a short while, I went back to bed to continue watching them. Next thing I knew, I was waking up in the morning. The second time I saw the three lights while living in Aptos, California with a former boyfriend and a roommate. It was late at night and we had just gone to bed when a huge round light appeared on the wall directly across from us. It happened three times. My then boyfriend witnessed it and got up to get our roommate. One of them went around the house but did not see anyone. The lights flashed three times, but our curtains were closed. We lived halfway up a hill. There was no probable way anyone outside could have done this. The lights were about four to five feet in diameter. The previous time, they were all the size of a dime. The third incident involving three small lights was when I was living alone in a studio apartment. I was about age 27 to 29. I woke up in the middle of the night and saw the three lights. Unlike the previous two incidents, this time I was very scared. I watched the lights travel slowly to the top of the wall next to my bed. They slowly moved to the wall in front of my bed and stayed hovering above the door to the outside. This was the only door to get in and out of my apartment. I watched them for a long time. It seemed to take 20 minutes for them to move about 10 to 12 feet. Next thing I knew, it was morning and there was light from the sun in the room. This was the last time I saw the lights. Since then, my mom has had some health issues involving the need for an MRI. At the time, she had been working for her medical provider. Although it was a major no-no, she asked one of her coworkers to look at the results of her imaging. When the coworker reviewed the results, they were shocked, saying that they had never seen anything like it. Apparently, the image of her brain had been partially obstructed by a metal artifact. What? My mom does not have any medical implants. While jotting all this down, I messaged my aunt in Oregon. I know she's got some good stories. She'll have to get back to me, so stay tuned. Thank you for making my work day and drive much sweeter. Sorry for any typos. Love y'all. Holy fuck. The only thing that would have made this worse, the story, is if she would have said they were red lights. <laughs> oh, my God. If they, she would have said it was like two red lights or, you know, I'd been by mm-hmm. closing the podcast down. We're done. <laughs> we're done. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Whoa. When she does have implants, she just didn't know. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah, I got, I got, I don't even, again, these stories are so holy fuck, like I can't even say anything. Right? They stand on their own. hmm I will say one thing, one thing. When she said that that was the last time that she saw the lights, all I could think about was that's the night that the lights went out Alan in Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to ruin the ambiance that you had. Mm -hmm. The mood set Mm -hmm. by the story. Mm -hmm. Didn't want the aliens mad at me. Yeah. I thought they were going to say that on the MRI they saw three dots. Me too. I don't know which was worse. Right? I was like, oh, three dots. Oh, my God. It's going to. Oh, shit. Implant? 
Like, yeah, she. What you mean is blocked by metal? They couldn't see her MRI. Yeah. yeah. So, did they do another one? Yes. Like, we need a follow up. So, she got metal implanted in her head. I need more info. I need more info from all these stories. I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, not, not the, uh, not the Charlene. You can keep the. I don't need any Mm-mm. more information. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, your I'm turn. not even going to use the red crayon anymore. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the word red. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to stop at red lights. You got me on that one. I couldn't think of <laughs> hey, ladies and Marley, I have quite a few paranormal stories and some neat encounters I will write in about later on. Yes. Encounters. For right now, I want to tell y'all about my haunted house. From the ages of 7 to 12, I grew up in a very old house that was right off of an old highway in Academy, Texas. My parents rented it from a family member. My dad's great aunt had lived in the home up until her death in the early 90s. This isn't one specific story, but more of a tale of what happened while we lived there. The first weekend after we moved in, I noticed some odd things. Like the bathroom door would open while you were in there, and you knew you closed it. This happened so much that my dad put in a new doorknob that locked. We also would be sitting in the bathtub, and I would see this older man walk by the door. I would tell my mom that Abraham Lincoln was in the house. (laughs) She just thought that I was being a kid. He was tall and had dark hair. He would never look at us, just walk by. My sister had a 101 Dalmatian comforter and sheet set on her bed. One night, she came into my room and insisted that her closet door opened and Cruella DeVille was trying to steal her covers. Oh. From that night on, she would come and sleep in my twin bed. This happened so much that mom and dad got me bunk beds, so we didn't have to be crowded in my twin day bed. Um, Watch out for those bunk beds. Mm -hmm. They can be haunted. Right. The house was set up to be an old boarding home, so in both of our rooms, there was a door that would lead outside. This was so boarders would have their own entrances, and not to wake up the whole house when coming and going. I would see my old buddy Abraham Lincoln looking into my window to the door in the small porch. This happened about four times a week. I would also see these tiny little creatures swinging on the porch lights out on the same window. Mm -mm. There would be tapping and scraping on my windows and on the old siding of the house. We did have dogs, but they came in at night and slept with me, since my room was the biggest. They would watch my closet door and growl when it opened. I also would see oozing black goo in the corner of my room and in the kitchen. No one else saw this but me. The oozing black came from the ceiling and in one corner specifically in those rooms. Whoa. I could also hear and see the little creatures that were outside my window crawling along the ceiling in our hallway. Mm Mm-mm. Needless to say, I did not sleep well at this house. My great aunt, well, I guess it was my great, great aunt, would come in and sing to me sometimes when the activity would keep me up. I'll drive by the old house soon and snap some pictures. Every time I drive by it, I can feel the house wanting me to come back in. Uh Uh-uh. Don't go. Once we moved from that house to a new home on 25 acres, nothing followed me. But I would hear and see Native Americans on the back acreage. Oh, my God. 
All that being said, as an adult, I have learned that I have certain abilities. I'm empathetic and a bit of a medium that can see and talk to some spirits. Since learning how to use my abilities, my panic attacks and bouts of depression have slowed down. I also have a helpful and very forceful spirit guide who can be a nuisance at times. But out of the three I've had, I like him the best. Thank you, ladies, for all you do. You truly do make your listeners feel special and connected to y'all. Love y'all's podcast and everything you do. Kayla K. Wow. Woo! D- today was heavy. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I don't, I feel like I need a Xanax or something. I've never <laughs> even taken a Xanax. Just take a Benadryl. That'll knock you I out. I mean, I don't even need any help. I could just go to sleep. <laughs> Holy fuck. Those were really good, as always. Really scary. Yes. Keep sending them in to us so that we can read them. And freak the fuck out over them. Mm-hmm. And, and then freak everybody else out. Yes. And then everyone else is doomed. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not that, but also, like Carrie said, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be funny. It can be, again, true crime, which, you know, isn't funny, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It can be, like, some of these people, their parents' stories. Oh, yeah, for sure. Things like that. Y'all, you know, it's Thanksgiving time. Nope. No, it's definitely coming up Christmas. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's holiday time. Y'all are getting around when y'all are eating, passing, passing mm. the potatoes. Be like, have you seen any spirits lately? Did someone kill somebody in this mm-hmm. family? I haven't seen Uncle Joe in a long time. What happened to him? Did Aunt Margaret kill him? Was he poisoned? I think it was probably arsenic. Do you smell sulfur? <laughs> like, is it a demon? <laughs> these are the questions that you need to ask people. Mm hmm. Like, come on, because we need those stories. Exactly. We need them in our life. And so does everyone who's listening. Mm Mm-hmm. So, if you have them, write them down. Mm -hmm. Send it to us Mm -hmm. at... Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Exactly. Or go to the website and... It's like, contact us. Yes. And remember... Creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.